Hello. Hi. Um, my name is Morgan, and if you are listening to this, which I guess you would be if you're hearing my voice right now, um, thank you so much for showing up and having interest in this little podcast venture that I'm on right now. Um, welcome to Morgan's Universe. I am Morgan, um, which I think is very clear by the fact that I said my name's Morgan. <laughs> and this is like a giant passion project for me. Um, this is the first episode. And I wanted to give you guys a little backstory before we get into the meat of the show, because I think that the backstory is a huge part of why I'm doing this and why I decided to do a Steven Universe rewatch podcast. Um, So I have, uh, for people who are new and don't know anything about me, um, I am, you know, fat black woman from Los Angeles. I work as a model um, and I'm a creative person by like soul, by like my soul truth, um, but have been having a really hard journey the past couple of years towards um, like self-actualization, self-trust, self-love. And um, through a lot of soul searching and therapy, (laughs) I've realized that I haven't been engaging with my truth um, cause I've wanted to start a podcast for a long time. I've had many trials and, um, I won't say failures, but I recently heard someone say the term failing forward. I failed forward a lot with podcasting, um, and many other artistic endeavors. Um, but I am in a place now where I'm realizing why those things weren't working for me. And that's because one of the things I value most in this world are, is playfulness. And I was trying to be very serious with my artistic endeavors, with podcasting, with everything. I was like, I'm going to make this like super serious podcast and, you know, talk about really important things, which is still, you know, true, but I don't think I do anything seriously in my life. And I think I've been trying to be like a serious artist, like my whole life. And that's just not who I am. Um, And I've learned, you know, through some time that like, I got to just follow the play. Like I have to follow the things that light me up and make me feel really excited. And if you're listening to this, I imagine that you're also very lit up and excited by Steven Universe. It's like one of my favorite shows of all time. I have been watching it since I was in college, like my sophomore year of college. So I was 19, I think. I am now 26 (laughs) at the recording of this. So that's, I'm bad with math. What is that? Like eight years, I think. 27 years if you're 19. I'm, f- I'm <laughs> fucking bad at math. No, it's okay. <laughs> so bad. Um, which I just learned that I have a math-based learning disability, so that's making a lot of sense. Um, but I've been watching Steven Universe since, like, it came out, and it has been a huge crux in my – I hope crux is a good terminology for that. Is can that be. A, can be. A huge crux for my learning process. Like, it's – I don't. did I use that word right? I hate to police people's language use, but I, but like, uh, it's, it's okay. It's, it's a crux. Like it's, um, a crux would be like the crux of the issue. The, the, the part that was hardest to understand. Or the uh, okay. So it's not the right word, but it has been pivotal in your, it's pi- that's it's, a good one. It's been pivotal. I like it's been pivotal. Fundamental. Yeah. yeah. Fundamental. Steven universe has <laughs> been both pivotal and fundamental to my growth process. Um, and so I decided it with a lot of like, gentle um nudging from my therapist (laughs) to do a steven universe rewatch podcast and use that as a vehicle to talk about my growth 
the things that I've learned um, because I think that I see a lot of Steven and the other characters on the show in me. And I think a lot of people do. And that's why people love this show so much because it's literally so fucking phenomenal. Um, and also through learning that I love play, I also learned that I need a lot of help. And so I learned that I can't do a podcast alone. It's never going to happen. I am neurodivergent as fuck. <laughs> like super disorganized and work best when I have people around me. So I'm sure you've already heard their voice, but I enlisted <laughs> my dear friend Annie to help record and be like a support system and a bounce board for this podcast. And um, I'm going to give Annie the opportunity to introduce themselves um, before we get started in like episode one, because that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Annie. <laughs> Morgan only said I have one minute to talk. No. <laughs> before we before we started, I was like, Annie, you have one, one fucking minute. minute. And, then, and then we're just, then I'm just um, starting to talk over you. Okay? Yeah. No, I'm super excited to be here. I've never seen Steven Universe. So yes. in a way, I'm a perfect candidate for this supporting role. And, um, but I love binging. T- I was thinking while you were talking about like, oh, where was the first time I, where I watched this? And for me, I watched um, Gilmore Girls was my like, you know, core show and mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly where I was when I first watched it and like what Same. so it's yeah. one of those things where um I think think a lot about like watching tv over and over again and how it you can um track your own growth like you're saying it's yeah. not just about what's going on in the show it's like where were you the two times that you saw the show where were you the first time where are you now how have mm-hmm. things changed how did you notice something that's different how do you approach the characters so I love a good rewatch um, yeah. I love talking about it I, mean, I love forcing my my passions on people so in a I'm way, literally doing that to you right <laughs> in now way, this is it's fun to be uh in the, on the receiving end of things I do all the time um but um I'm grateful that you taps me for this I, I'm a writer I live in Los Angeles as well obviously since I'm here in the room um <laughs> but I moved from New York I've been all over uh went to a very so in the way that you talk about seriousness of art mm. coming from an art school um I came from the, the frivolity of art coming from a that very... That was a word. I like that. <laughs> and you have to say it like frivolity. Frivolity. You can't just say frivolity. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you can't say it flat. You got to like... You have to know... Mm. You have to be condescending towards frivolity, as you say frivolity. <laughs> but I went to a school that was very much not an art school, and so mm. it had... It, art kind of had this sort of like... Um, not... Not waste. It's it's more like distraction quality to mm. it, and so in a way, it's funny because sometimes I get really jealous of people that went to art school because I'm like, I wish I had been able to do that. But I'm also like, I had to approach art from this silly, stupid side character mm-hmm. role because I was not in. I'd studied film, but I but it was not a very robust film program. Right. I was in a sketch writing group that it was a giant joke. You know, it was one of those things. Right. Where it, it was, was like, never like taken like the art process was not valued and taken seriously, which oh. means that you have an inherent different totally pros- like perspective and yeah. different like um, entry point. To and it. I wonder would would the dreams that I kind of had to excavate during my time at a very much a pre professional organization. Uh, university, you know, a pre-business e university. I wonder if I had gone to an art school, would I have a, a slightly different self-loathing relation with Chip <laughs> Art? Like, would it be like, oh, I'll never be as good as that person? Because instead, I have yeah. a well, I just kind of always did this weird thing where I would make art when I was supposed to be doing homework, and so right. I'm kind of in this situation where um, I feel 
like I I was always doing it under the radar and always doing right. it flying by my own sort of like seat. Right. And so like it's interesting to hear you talk about that just because art has always been silly to me, both in a mm-hmm. self conscious way and in a execution way. Because I too love right. play, but I think play was discouraged in a different way. Like it wasn't right. like, so anyway, we're both here trying to trying to embrace play and art. Yes. So that's kind of yes. what we're gonna talk about. And I think that what I love so so much about this show is that as you'll learn as I'm sure you've already learned from watching episode one Steven is such a playful character totally like he is pro play all the time yeah 100% and I you know because like I said I'm, I'm learning at 26 that like play is a value to me and is something that I don't really have access to and that's what I'm trying to learn now I remember just feeling like so like this like little bit of jealousy that not only was Steven playful is playful I mean it's weird because I guess like it's a character not a real person but still still is yeah um but like not only is he a playful character but also that play is valued and honored and expanded upon and loved and I think that my thing is art has always been very serious art is within my family my grandfather is a painter my uncles both do music in some capacity and I think when I decided to go to art school like a college that was going to cost a shit ton of fucking money um it was like well you better take this shit seriously then you know yeah and so I think and and not only on top of that like I just come from a very serious family and I think that that that's a super long conversation but when you're um you know, I grew up in a lower middle class black family. Um, there's a lot of like, you have to take everything with pride and you have to show up to the world in this way that is going to be respected. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I think that I was really discouraged from just being silly. Like I'm yeah. so goddamn silly. It's like <laughs> insane. And I always was like, I'm annoying, I'm bad, I'm stupid, yeah. I'm not smart. And it's like, no, I'm just me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> is, I've just always been this way. And um, so it's not even like I'm trying to learn how to play. I'm trying to relearn how to play. Like I'm trying to get that muscle back because I've always, that's like my truth. And that's what I realized in therapy. I literally was sat there and like had this moment where I was like, looked at my therapist with wide eyes like, holy shit. The reason nothing works is because I'm not having fun. (laughs) And I wasn't allowed to have fun in the way that I feel was appropriate to me. And my therapist's sitting there, like, with, like, a knowing, like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, she's known it for two years. I'm really glad. Like, (laughs) I've known you for a while. I'm really glad you came to this realization. Yeah, totally. Um, So how can we include fun into your life? I love that. You know? Yeah. Hillary, shout out. Um, I hope that she snoops on me. I know that she's not supposed to. But I, like, love her and talk about her publicly so much. I love her so much. Anyway, um, shout out to Hillary. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure my therapist will come up. I did, I will say this, I I had, I have a current therapist that I adore, is very much attributed uh, in my book constantly, and, but I was started podcasting. I had a horrible therapist that I hated. Oh, no. And so I, like, was like, I don't think my therapist is very good. And then the next meeting she was like, what's your th- podcast called? And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, 
I'd prefer if you didn't listen to it. I mean, fair. Which is boundaries are good. That's a perfectly reasonable ask of a client. But she was like, "Why don't you want me to listen to it?" And Mm, I was like, "Bad response. Bad response. There's plenty of reasons why." Hey, um, speaking of, I still don't think you're a good therapist, (laughs) and I don't like you. Exhibit A. This interaction right now. (laughs) So it was one of those things where I was like, I should have known then to get out. But shout out to the Hillarys and the Julias of the world. Uh, Hillarys and the Julias and all the other great therapists. If you're a therapist, it's it's Julia. I just have to say that for her sake. yeah, Julie. Thanks. Oh, did I yeah. say Julia? Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's just because I don't want her to think that I don't know. Oh, fair. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Julie, Hillary. We love you. If you're a therapist listening to this podcast, you have a special place in my heart. Yeah, totally. I love therapists. I love therapy. I'm like a, I'm like a whore for therapy. Which Me too. Is, Absolute whore for it. Which is so funny. Um, because what even? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like addicted to healing. <laughs> yeah. No, me too. But um, then you're like. Am I healing too much? Am I, try- like, am I trying to I'm heal like- too much? And then the, my therapist is like, relax. <laughs> She's like, relax. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so let's get into this. Great. Let's start. We're starting at the top. Steven Universe, season one, episode one, Gem Glow, which I think is such a perfect setup, like a perfect entry into this show. And as someone who's watched the show a million times, I always... I feel like I always want to start like halfway through because I'm like, I've seen the beginning so many times, whatever. And I'm watching it from a place where I'm like sitting and taking notes and whatever. And I'm like, "Mm, this was just like getting away from like the context aside of like the things that I want to talk about. I'm like, oh, this is such a good setup for the show. Like I realized that as I was watching it, I was like, "Mm, perfect character introductions, perfect plot setup. Totally. So good. Initially, what, what are your thoughts as someone who's, Literally not never until this heard moment. Of it, never seen yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um I for first I feel like we started right in the middle of action. Because we kind of have him I hope I watched the right episode, but he he, he <laughs> the look on your face was like, the fuck are you doing? No, which um, episode no, I want like you know, what, the, the freezer's broken. Yes, yeah, no, okay. that's first episode. Okay. You're good. Okay. You're good. So so we learned that he's we're out of the kitty cat ice cream cookie, bars. Um, cookie cat. Well, thank you. These are. This is why you're here. <laughs> this is. I'm the. I am the resident Steven yeah. Universe expert. <laughs> so, so the cookie cats are out. He's devastated, which I like because when I like things, Ugh. I need them. I I need them. Comfort objects. Yes, it's the Absolutely. number one rule. And I don't know what the replacement was, but it sounded like crap. But we kind of. I'm getting this vibe, and I only. I, I want to pretend that you didn't tell me anything about it before because. Um, if I had never heard talk to you about these like queer alters, I I never would have like. Well, I guess that's not really an appropriate use of that term. Like uh, queer uh, facets of his imagination, I guess, which I, is maybe a spoiler. Oh, they're not facets. Oh, they're not. They're imagined. real. Oh yeah, they're real. Oh my bad. This this the world of Steven U- Universe r- exists in in like their reality. Oh okay. Everyone oh. is real. Everything is Sorry, real. Maybe I misheard the conversation we had before, but okay, so it's all real. They are. I mean, uh, if you're listening to this and you've never watched the show, I'm so sorry because I'm going to talk about things no, that no, happen. No, we're, no, we're, we're, we're watching it. Yeah. yeah, we're watching it. Um, they're, It's not that they're not real, but they can decide to take forms. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, it's like a, it's like their external presentation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So this makes more sense. But I, I loved that he's an outcast, mm-hmm. comes back to a really safe place at home, which mm. I think... Um, is often an inverted um, 
sometimes we see characters misplaced at home and then mm. find the, their their comfort somewhere Elsewhere. else. Yeah. So this is already something that I'm I'm feeling warm and fuzzy about because yes. he's coming home to a home base where there are people protecting him, which I think is like honestly you don't see very much in the world of trying to understand our childhood dramas. Mm. Like usually we see kids who are misunderstood at home and find their friendships, but I think it's really interesting to see someone who's like adjacent in the world come home to a place of comfort that's such a good point and not something I've ever really considered when you think about other um just like yeah just like the tropes that exist Mm. within um media it is so frequently like my home life is the problem you know and and, you know it goes there's probably 50 50 it's probably not overbalanced in one way or the other but Mm. I did notice that I was like oh this is so sweet he has a place of people that are are on his team yes the show is is filled with a lot of love yeah for him i got that for sure Mm -hmm. and i think that i think that that's like such a great like i think that that energy makes the viewer feel like okay like these people have love for this, like, outcast, weird, you know. Mm. I mean, like, I, I don't identify Steven as, like, a weird kid. I just am like, oh, yes. Yeah. He's just, like, he's just a unique, eccentric, yeah, loving, excitable, playful, fun little boy, you know. Um, but I, it's like, I, I was not, like, because I identify as that a lot. Like, the first thing I have in my notes is, like, I feel like I immediately related to him because he's super hyper-emotional over this, like, you know, to a thing like yeah. this, this ice cream bar. <laughs> and get. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, the amount of times in my life as a child, I was super connected to something that was unrealistic mm. or not um, valid or not real, you know, based in reality or based in like what other people value is important. Definitely. I was like, this thing is like, it was immediately devalued by the people mm. in my life. Okay. Like, um, it being like, that's like, you know, like, that's cool. But like, that's not, that's not really worth not, like yeah. all the energy that you're putting into totally. it. And, you know, as we'll later learn, the people in his life, his family are like, yep, we know you have a super hyper weird interest in this thing that we don't understand, but we support you. Now, <laughs> have we met any, any family figures or is this? That is, I'm not going to spoil that for okay, you. Okay, so we don't, okay. So yeah, you'll get the story. So far there's amb- ambiguity in family relationships. Yes, he's just living at this house with these four gems. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Which I do believe they, they do identify as women. It's so weird. I am not sure. I know. It's, yeah. I don't, you know what, it'll be interesting to watch it with like a fine tooth comb and see if that. They present it as women for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you feel off the top? Do you identify with any of them? Um, okay, so let's go through them really fast. Okay. We've got, we've got, so far I think three, right? There are, yes, it's Steven and then the three, the crystal yes, gems. The crystal gems. Is, yes. And so our first crystal gem that starts talking is the, I think the most like traditionally femme pearl. pearl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've already, look, we've got a name that's very, mm-hmm. very, um, delicate. So that's, mm-hmm. that's Pearl. Yeah. Um, and her power is that I don't know what her power. I don't remember. They um they have multiple powers. They're not so like it's not like um a super like oh I have the power of strength. It. I have the, it's what I love about the show is it's it's like kind of all energy. Mm. Like she has this fluid like 
<laughs> if I'm going to do like zodiac sign shit with okay. these like crystal gems, which anyone who's an astrologer and you're like, that's not an accurate representation of that sign. I'm sorry. I'm very much just a hobbyist. But I feel like I'm pearls. Just, I'm curious about the person who's listening and being like, I need to tell you immediately that your astrology is way Look, off. I will, because I will say things and people are like, that's not really correct. I'm right. like, oh, okay, all yeah. right, sorry. Um, but I feel like Pearl's definitely giving like Virgo. Oh, okay. D- detail oriented, you know, very mm-hmm. like, I mean, you know, she goes on to describe like how she, um, how she kind of engages with this energy within herself. And it's very like, hmm. It's very like um, there is like this this flow and you're connecting to it and it's very like looking at the petals okay. dancing and how right. they you know how they move oh, in this right. super specific way like it's very like you know I feel like Pearl's always seeing like the little details of that's things right. and also is very like cautious like she's giving very mommy like she's giving very like helicopter mom that's right because so I forgot that. Um yeah, I also am neuro- neurodivergent, so like Same. I know <laughs> you'll say it, and I'll be like, I remember exactly. Oh now. my god! Well, that's why I had to write notes because yeah. there's no way no. I'm gonna no way. So, so the 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 motif, I think, or like the 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 energetic power, the almost. U- well, the use of the um, mechanism is like introducing what how the three of these crystal gems view power, which I think mm-hmm. is really interesting. It's a good yes. way to open the show. Is like yes. how do these three different characters view the use of energy which i think is really great because it does kind of energy obviously is this wishy-washy only by science definitions term but like you and i can both sit here and be like we get it energy like right. we get it we don't have to define it we exactly. just know what we're talking about and i think that's one of those things where i've been in psychology seminars and been like they're like, we don't know what the self is. And I'm like, yeah, because it's but like artists know, like right. people know what their self is. It's hard to, de- it's, it's very impossible to define, but it's there, but it's there. And I think that this job, this show has such a, does such a great job of just like capturing that so effortlessly. Yeah. And what I love too, is because they're not so strict, mm. it's not like, oh, this person has the power of strength. This mm. person has the power of X, Y, Z, that that fluidity mm-hmm. and who they even are allows right. for a lot of the growth that you're going to see totally throughout the rest of the show. Like I look at, I'm sure I'm going to be watching this show as someone who's seen it a million times. And I already do this. Like even as I rewatch it for comfort and not for like, you know, podcasting reasons and right. whatever, I'm like, Oh my God, they've come such a long way. Like, you know, totally. by the end of the show, <laughs> like I'm like, wow. You know, cause it, it's never, um, I mean, I think that there's definitely representation. Like you see all their their um, what their what their gem weapons are, right? Yeah. Like Pearl's got that beautiful like scepter staff yeah. with the thing. Like Garnet's got like big old gloves. Who, by the way, Garnet is voiced by Estelle. Wait, I was gonna ask if, if it was. You didn't I was know. gonna ask. <laughs> is Estelle the one that does American Boy? American okay, Boy. I knew it was yeah. her, and I didn't. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. I was like, this is some British. If I could have been in the fucking yeah. room. Yeah. When this was happening, I would just be like, I'm gonna die. No. This is so so cool. I, I don't so I definitely don't relate to Pearl. And the way she describes although, here's the thing. Mm. We can all ascri- we can all ascribe ourselves to all of them, which is like Exactly. Yeah. Pearl sees says that the energy is like it's not random. It comes directly as a result of like the rules of the universe as yep. they interact with, with matter. Yeah. And part of me is like, yes, that like there's no The random- logic is correct. The logic is correct. Mm-hmm. But the but the but the the 
the house it comes in is very rigid. Yes, and the, mm-hmm. ooh, what a beautiful way to say that. Yeah, like the rules of it seem to, and like the way she exhibits herself don't seem like me at all. So uh-huh. I don't think I'm Pearl. Yes. Okay. Yes. Then we meet someone else. Amethyst. Yes. Amethyst is the one that I feel like just physically I relate to <laughs> as just like a short fat person. <laughs> I don't like I feel like I've had I've had moments which like these conversations I've had with people sometimes just like piss me off where I'm like yeah like what gym do you think we are like blah 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 and people are like you're amethyst I'm like oh because I'm like short fat and kind of angry mm, sometimes mm. <laughs> I was um, totally gonna put you as Estelle I as Garnet yeah um I I think I'm becoming Garnet oh, okay I feel like I'm like energetically slowly transforming into my Garnet I love that um because I think Garnet is super fucking grounded and you're going to figure out why later oh my i knew this was gonna happen but like as i get to talk to you about the show i love when people watch the show because i'm like you don't even know yeah right. you don't even <laughs> fucking know what's gonna happen next <laughs> gonna like, like i'm totally. so fucking excited um but you're gonna learn why she is is so balanced but you get that because she doesn't say a lot mm. and what she says she says with confidence she means it. she doesn't yeah. need to say a lot to to have her presence known and you like mm. the fact that i remember her very well but not amethyst very well Mm. even though amethyst says more i think into my memory now yeah it says a lot about yes about this and eventually we learn a lot we learn like every single character in this show is handled with so much care Mm. Mm. every single character has a backstory and it's not like a haphazard like yeah it's it's thought out it is it is detailed it comes up time and time again. Okay. And um, it's so beautiful because I can watch this and be like, I know why she's like that. Totally. Like, I know why this person's like this and this person's like that. And you're not going to know. And that and that's like, I think what's great is like, you're literally meeting these people and, and, and learning about them. Totally. You know, I mean, they're not people. They're gems. Sorry. Um, <laughs> gems sorry, they're not humans. Um, but you figure out the why. And um, it's, like, such a fun process totally. of learning. Um, I swear to God, I, I, I'm so fucking lit up right now. But obviously, <laughs> I knew I would be. And that's, like, why my therapist was, like, so, like, have you ever thought about, you know, like, doing, like, with the way my therapist introduced, like, kind of was, like, well, like, you know, you want to do a podcast. You know, sometimes people do podcasts about, you know, like, movies or um, shows they can't or stop like talking about. Or, like, TV shows <laughs> that, you know, do you have a show that maybe... I and was did like... She, was she well aware that Steven Universe was part oh, of... Oh, <laughs> the way I fucking talk about this show. Okay. Not, like, all the time, but I literally... Because I've had two, two like, serious therapists. And I both... I lo- I've been very lucky. I lo- I've loved every therapist I have. But for both of them, I've brought Steven Universe in as, like, explanations for things. And, like, reference points. So people know I I okay. fuck with this okay, show. Okay, got it. Um, okay, I'm gonna look at these notes. Where are we? Um, oh my god, I want. To, okay, oh okay, I want to talk about Lars. Mm-hmm. I know that we're shifting because he's like one of the first. It's interesting that him and Sadie are the first people we meet. That's um, right in the sh- in the convenience store. Yes, okay. in the big donut. That's right. what it's called. Oh, okay, um, which I don't know if they explain that in the first like you learn that it's called the big donut yeah. i don't know if they say it they had a i think they had a um, there's like a sign image, yeah it sounds very familiar yeah, to yeah yeah so it's called the big donut and lars also has an arc but i'm not that's again lars might as well so be a fly on the wall for you i didn't right see now. anything of him copy them, of them but i do believe lars is he okay he him sadie she her there are 
non-binary characters, but we haven't gotten there yet. So Understood. right now, Understood. everyone that we're meeting is giving the presentation and and in like in the traditional sense and is also like identifying as that gender. Even so, we can Even allow so. room for We can obviously. Th- but the, you know, Steven I was going to say has a lot of Ugh. Not traditionally masculine qualities. So even though he presents as a boy, I think I wouldn't Absolutely. be comfortable being like that's a he him for the rest of his life. Oh yes, there's yeah. a lot, and and there's there's so much. Sure. There's so much that happens with like fluidity, and like I do love Stephen for that. Right. Um. Not that. By the way, not that you can tell someone's pronouns just by how oh, they present. Oh, absolutely I just, no. I, I yes. <laughs> so no, sorry, no, no, I, I wasn't. Put my foot in my mouth. No, you didn't. And I feel like I also started as like. It was like traditional presentation right. as a as a boy, and yeah. so he is right. boy. It's very, yes. <laughs> like that's not what <laughs> I was. Just already, yeah. But I mean, you have to also think the show's made for kids. Right. So, that's so. A, that is a huge frame, though, is thinking about how traditional gender roles are presented. Mm-hmm. Because uh, this is something Jack Halberston is a scholar, um, is a uh, writes a lot about queer theory and stuff like that, and is all about how cartoons and culture mm-hmm. and all of these things really do inform so being aware of what the messaging is from the cartoon towards kids yeah. and whoever's watching it is an equally important part so let's it's yeah. okay i think it's good to talk about these things just so that we are knowing what the messaging was supposed to be and whether right. whether they're playing with that it or right not. i um i do i wish i had actually sat and done um more research and, and as we watch the show i'm sure i will but um rebecca sugar the show creator i know identifies as like non-binary and is in that kind of like questioning of gender space and i think that yeah. that's also where the crystal gems kind of exist totally. in a lot of ways as well um the way that uh rebecca put it in an interview once is like the gems could take any form and they decide to take this form mm. so it's giving very like we are genderless. Mm. This is just the way we present totally. to the world and we want how we want to present. That's interesting because we talked about that before recording was like, yes. how do we embrace persona. our, our mask personas, our, mm-hmm. our non-binary personas? It's it's very interesting. Yes. Not at all interesting or surprising that this would come up in the first. In the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. So we don't have to get into Lars if you literally don't remember. You'll get to meet Lars. I remember almost. I just remember they were like, move on. Yes, the energy of Lars. Yeah. I, I, I think Lars is funny and stands out a lot because he's so radically different. Mm. Like, he's so just, like, hateful. Mm. Like, he's filled with so much anger, <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like Lars is very much, like, the the representation for, like, the outside world. Sure. Well, <laughs> like, in the reality yeah. space, like, in, like, our world out sure. here. Like, And it's the first version we – the first – moment we know we learn about a reality is Lars being like yeah get over it and then he goes and then Steven goes home to the gym so right exactly exactly um and it's funny because Lars reminds me a lot of like some of the like um older men I had in my life as a child sure (laughs) and I'm just like man yeah like I whenever I watch like I'm always like, mm, yep. I've I've literally had this conversation with family members and people in my life, and I I view Lars with a lot of love, totally, even though yeah. he is very um, he's fr- he's difficult. Sure, Lars we'll is a out. difficult character. Yeah. Um, which again, yeah, we'll get into it. Let's see. I feel like I'm already 
because like I said, I want to be very transparent on this podcast to anyone listening. Like radical vulnerability is very much my vibe. And so when things are coming up for me that aren't necessarily relevant to Steven Universe or whatever, but just relevant to my personal experience, I want to talk about them. And I'm realizing in this moment that I'm feeling self-conscious that maybe I'm not being um, articulate enough or oh. or sensical or I'm not communicating in a way that's going in, um, what's the phrasing? That's going in like a, lin- like I'm not being very linear mm. with the way we're discussing. Mm. And mm. Um, like, and then I'm like, well, why does that matter? Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's like something that I'm yeah. thinking about. And also viewer, viewers, if you're not, <laughs> you can't watch this. There's no camera. Listeners, um, tell me if that's something that feels like, if you're like, oh, I wish it was more linear and I want like. I don't wish that for you. I don't, I mean, that's not how my brain works. I know. <laughs> but I'm also just curious. Like, is that a thing? Is it bothering anyone? Yeah. Because I can't, I don't know how people are experiencing this podcast right sure. now. Because right now I'm I'm recording it let, with you. Let me ask you a question. Oh, let's get into it. Would you that. prefer, <laughs> oh, would you prefer if people have seen the episode and are watching this as kind of a digestif? Okay, I love the way you said that. <laughs> I've already used two absolutely I lo- Annie, ridiculous words. No, I'm obsessed. I'm so obsessed. I'm like I'm gonna like be fucking hanging out with my family. Would you prefer <laughs> as, a, as a digestive? Mm? Um, <laughs> I'm so annoying to the to the people in my life because I'm just like out here like yeah I went to college and like sometimes I'd be like saying these words and you're like what the fuck does that yeah. mean? Um, non, anyway, non diegetic music in the film. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, literally, I'm like sitting over here like mm, the mise en scène and people are like shut go fuck yourself, you yeah, know. Totally. Um, anyway. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a preference. I think I would say, and hopefully, sorry if you've gotten this far into the show and you're like, damn, now you're telling me there's going to be spoilers. There's going to be spoilers. There's absolutely going to be fucking spoilers. If you haven't watched the show, I would highly, highly, highly recommend you watch it before you listen. But if you're someone who has watched the show and loves the show and just want to have, like, hear people talk about it. Yeah. Uh, please just watch, do what you want. Like the way you engage with this. You, as in the uh, ambiguous listener, is up to you. Yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out what this is going to be. Totally. Um, because obviously we're not even like fully going to talk. Like I don't think the plan is. Um, I've been kind of contemplating that too. Of like, do we talk about exactly what the plot is from sure. each episode? Do we, you know, whatever? And I think that um, I imagine there is some value in giving a brief plot overview. Yeah. Um. But beyond that, I think it's really just, like, what's coming up as mm. you watch the show. Mm. And so, um, like, and I think that the lessons that come up in the show, some things are kind of semi-specific to each episode, but it's all very interconnected. Because sure. what I think, what I love about the show so much is that you really are watching people grow very, yeah. like, every episode builds on each other. Not that you can't jump in, because I think it's a cartoon and it's very good at that, where, like, a kid can crack it on on a Sunday morning and pop in to be like, yeah, cool. Like this is a a fun episode, whatever. Um, But like if you're watching it and you know what these characters are like, like they're all, everything builds on itself. So Mm. we're going to be like circling the same concepts and talking about how these things are impacting our lives and have impact, you know, these concepts have shown up for us a million times over. So if you want to watch the show along with us, cool. If you're not, if you're like, I don't want to watch this up. Like, I just want to listen. Like, that's fine, too. Sure. But if you've never watched it and you're a listener, you there's going to be a, a million and one spoilers. So sure. 
you know, I'm I'm sorry. Sure. Don't yeah. But there's your um there's your caveat, your warning. Um Absolutely. You know. Yeah. I liked well, so plot wise, I think it's a good introduction to the show because they're like Steven has a gem. Yes, tummy. we haven't talked about that. We haven't even given any plot overview, but yes. And I one thing is just I love the use of the belly button. Uh which is traditionally just an just like a uh you know, it's a silly part of the body. And so for your power to come from your belly button, even though, just to use some gender contextual ethics here, the umbilical cord from the body is tying you to your life force and therefore yes, the belly no, button no, no. is actually quite but you're important. not, think of that. That's going to come up. It's going to come up. It's going to come I mean, what I, like, oh my God. No, it's like everything, it's, nothing is arbitrary yes, in the show. Yes, okay, got it. Absolutely Nothing is arbitrary. Well, at the very least, I thought, okay, this is a part of the body that is uh, right. No, it is fucking silly, or isn't like it's fucking silly. Yeah. And and Stephen talks about how okay. it's silly. Okay. Like it's acknowledged okay. that it's silly it's to have than, a fucking a belly button with a, a gem right. in it. Right. But also the fact that the belly button is attached to the life force mm. that you're gonna figure out. Mm. It's it is it's. It's very much pointed. Okay, it's got very it. pointed. Got it. Um, but it is also silly. Yes, you know what I but mean. He has not, so he has never used his powers. Before? He's never. So up to this point, up until episode one, this boy has been walking around with a fucking gem belly button. Everyone like does Lars, Lars have a gem? No, got it. So humans, everyone, everyone in um, be- it's called Beach City. You haven't figured that out yet, but where they live is Beach City. I imagine, as someone who's never been to the East Coast, it's probably giving very East Coast coast beach environment mm, vibes okay, like newport maybe okay. again never, never been to the oh, east sure. coast um because i'm like as someone who's from los angeles i'm like it's not west coast beach like okay. you know what i mean <laughs> so it. it must be east coast beach. all right well i'll have to i'll have to get back to you because i've been to uh, my family's on the east coast and so i'll have to okay you you let us know yeah. you let us know if it's feeling accurate or anyone who has watched the show and is from east coast uh coastal areas tell me if you're like sure. yep feeling accurate got it um but it's called beach city it's it's a human town. Like it's everyone's okay. person except for these crystal gems. Okay, and then Stephen maintains it's like this weird Hi, uh, demigod kind of thing. Demi hybrid demi gem demi gem. Got I it. love that terminology. <laughs> so he's a human with a gem, Got and it. it and it's that's like that that um, juxtaposition is very much at the heart of the show. Got it. Um. So and, and what I love is that even though he is this weird human with a gem. He could. He's still walking around, and Lars is like making fun of him, sure. but still like, like he's not like they're not like you freak. You right, know what I right. mean? There's still like this, like Kyle in heaven, no belly button, right? Like there's there's like this inherent like acceptance of the fact that mm. he's like this weird hybrid mm. human thing. I love that. Um, which I do love. I love how yeah. it's like kind of like the the place that he lives accepts him exactly as he yeah, is. Yeah, totally. Um, doesn't mean they understand it, but mm-hmm. they're just kind of like, okay, so that's a thing. You yeah, know? totally. Um. But yeah, so he's the only one who is a human with a gem. Got it. And um, you know, he lives with the crystal gems and they're all gems. So they all also have gems. And I think um Pearls is in her forehead. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, hers is in her forehead. Oh fuck. I'm gonna get like I'm not gonna get roasted. I wanna believe that anyone who's listening to this is a very compassionate, loving person. I can't remember where 
garnet and amethysts are. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't. I want to look it up. I will. Later. It was. A, it was. There was a lot. There was a I lot le- happening. I learned so much at once. Yeah. yeah. But so they all have gems like on their physical forms okay. as well. But his is in his belly button. Stevens is, and um, he's never done anything with it. It's just like this thing on his body until episode one, and you know we enter the um, what do they call it? I mean, I can't remember what they call their house. It has, like, a terminology. Yeah, it was something either, like, shrine or temple related. The temple. Okay. Yep, it's called the temple. And, um, you know, they're all fighting these weird alien monsters. That's right. You know. Caterpillars are coming. They're called, yeah, they're called um, centipedals. Centipedals, got it. But, again, you learn that later, but they're called centipedals. And so, and he's like, I want to be a part of this experience. Right. Never has been. He's got this essentially at his point thinking like defective gym in his body and that's the episode's called gym glow because his gym does a thing for the first mm, time I'm ever. ever after eating a sandwich after eating a, nice a cookie cat yeah which is like his favorite fucking thing in the world up to this point mm. like he's i mean like something we already have learned is being phased out of the phased the out donut hole i big donut right yes um I literally, okay, first of all, I just, like, when I say I love the show, like, I listen to the soundtracks, like, yeah, like, it's, I got playlists. I won't say it again, but Gilmore, like, I'm saying Yeah, I, you know, so, you know, he's a frozen treat with a whole new taste, you know, Cookie Cat, he's a snack for your tummy, Cookie Cat, he's super duper yummy, Cookie Cat. He left his family behind. <laughs> sure. Like, and then, like, that sad. Like, oh, yeah, such I remember weird, that. that was so he weird. left his family behind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, classic Steven Universe fashion. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> so, and I, I did notice, so um, immediately we're talking about food, and we're talking about, like, food for your soul as opposed Ugh. to food for your looks. Yes. So, which I think is very important. I also, think. Also, Steven's the only person in that house that can eat food. Okay. So he's got to he's got to navigate what it means to eat food alone. And the food and that actually there is an episode about like communal food with people who don't eat. Uh, well, <laughs> um, yeah. but for people who are listening and you're like, what episode do am I talking about? I'm talking about together breakfast, which obviously you're not there yet. But no. um, yeah, that is a thing. And food comes up a lot in the show. There's a lot of food stuff, got which it. I also love isn't ever Talked about in relation to weight. Yes. Like, Steven is a chunky, uh, like, a chunkers. Yeah. I'm a chunkers, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, like, no one ever fucking talks about food, ever, in a bad way. Well, ever. And that's the, what I appreciated was it was, like, he loves this ice cream sandwich. He says it's, it, like, a kiss for your belly or whatever the lyric is. And, um, and I'm, like, okay, so this is automatically about feeling good. Mm-hmm. For your for your, your spirit, soul, your, your spirit, soul, the, and that's where the and the it's not a coincidence that the gem is also in the belly. Mm. It's not a coincidence. Thus, therapy whores, you and me. Yes, the gut is often where Oof. a lot of our yes. of our feeling happens. It's yes, like, the gut. It never what lies. Is what is the? Uh, it's like literally like your mic. What your gut microbiome? As yeah. they say, that's like a very as they say. That's literally <laughs> the terminology for yeah, it. I, I would know. Yeah. Um, but, like, your emotions, mm-hmm. and and I have friends who, and I wish I was deeper into this because I know it would be so helpful. Sure. But being, excuse me, a little burp there, um, being connected to what, how, how your gut deals with, like, bacteria and shit, meaning, like, what you put in, mm. how you, like, 
you know, interact with your gut is like actually very much relate related to your totally. brain chemistry. Yeah. You know, it's all very interconnected. And then on the psychological level, it's like anytime something feels icky or feels that's it's where like, you it's feel almost it. always right in the gut. You're feeling it. You're like, oh, that's where my anxiety lives. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like where my my have my butterflies like yeah. when you have butterflies in your stomach yeah, or you totally. have like a knot in your Isn't stomach crazy we're just like putting all this shit in there and it's also this powerhouse of it's feelings. insane <laughs> and then like and then like i mean like just to fucking riff off of that for a second like diet culture yeah and like the way that we police people's like food intake so much it's just like hate eating it's literally like like oh my god like your 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 gut and your stomach are connected to so much totally like I don't do that shit anymore. Mm. It's so rough. Like, oh my God. I mean, like that's an intense thing to think about. Just like the fact that food is so hyper emotional and like food is so loaded Mm. (laughs) and it's connected to like everything. It's so, I mean, I actually almost went into studying just like briefly for it's like a term, not like in my life, um, studying food Mm. for just like a project, just because I think, there's so much there's so much about community around food there's so yes. much about like recipes and food is often one of those things that is just like the modern battleground of where are we in our social consciousness like mm. where what do we what do we view food as food what do you how do you view food I think in a digestive it, way. It's a digestive <laughs> way. No, is it like is it something that you pay five dollars, fifteen dollars, and you have a pickup order, and then you eat it, and it's fuel for mm. you know? It's one of those things where like, yeah. it, it kind of tells us where we are, where we're in this weird zone of we want fuel as much as possible so we can get back to work. Yeah, and like, I love. The, I love a meal. I love a meal. That's the word. That's the difference. A meal. I want to have a meal. Yes. Yeah. It's so. It's so. Um. It's so interesting because I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about my relationship to, like, cooking Mm. and how I realized that I loved to cook when I was partnered and living with my ex. Um, And that's because cooking and food preparation and food and meals are social for Mm, me. mm -hmm. And as someone who lives alone now and – you know, is often just making food for themselves. It's so infrequently like this celebration yeah. or like a like a moment. Mm. Food now is very much fuel. Mainly food now, most of the time, like on a regular basis when I'm making breakfast, making lunch, making dinner, is connected to if I don't eat, I'm going to have anxiety. So it's more of like a preventative thing. Yeah, me too. And this is the first period in my life, because this is the first time. No, it's not the first time I've lived alone, but there's something about this phase in my life and the self-awareness I have with like how it's connected to my own anxiety that I wished that I could have a food pill. I've never felt that way. I'm feeling that right now as well. Yeah, where yeah. I'm just like, I just wish I could like function and not have to think about this yeah. thing. Um and I remember someone saying that to me in the past, and I was like, "How could you ever think that?" <laughs> and uh, but but you don't like it, do you? Like, I, no, yeah. I wish I didn't yeah, have totally. to engage with this. I mean, I wish. I mean, my relationship with food is hella complicated, as I'm sure yours is too. Being like neurodivergent, it's like so fucking hard. Yeah, and I've had a, I've a I have a history of disordered eating too. So Same. like, yeah, like not to you've already introduced yourself as being a, a fat black woman. So yeah, like I am <laughs> very much a straight sized white 
non-binary person. But food is also very much connected to ev- everyone has yeah. a relationship with food. Right. Yeah. So we so we both have different relationships mm-hmm. about it. But I just wanted to be like I wanted to, to bring it to the table just so it wasn't like I was hiding or anything like that. Oh, but, thank but, you. Yeah. No, <laughs> so I just wanted to match your vulnerability and be like you know, yes, this I've, is who I am. This this is, is, I've had a very complicated relationship yeah. with food as well. Yeah, I think that, um, I think that, um, I'm, you know, I'm just going to let us go into this topic. Like, <laughs> whatever, dude, it. this is what we're doing. It, it, the first episode is about eating an ice cream sandwich. We're, we, eating, gotta, we're ta- yeah. we talked about the ice cream sandwich. We're talking about a lot of things. Um, I think just, just interesting how you were like, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm hiding or like not talking about like, because I think that um, it very similar to a lot of things in the world where there is almost like that power structure where it's like obviously people who are fat plus sized, whatever word makes you feel comfortable um, and don't fit into like the straight size category. It's like the push and pull of like, like you want people to acknowledge that your experience is different. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's important to acknowledge that like, I'm not in the positioning that you are, but also as someone who, uh, not that I'm special, but like everyone's experiences are very valid. And um, I just whispered, you are special, but oh, I appreciate <laughs> She Annie. didn't know at all what I yeah, was doing. Yeah, no, I was, <laughs> I was like, what did I say? Something produced wrong? the producer as a note. You are special. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I just like, I feel like everyone's experiences could be held in the same um, level of importance and complexity if it weren't for the fact that the world made it feel like it had to not be that way. Because the reality is that we do all struggle with food. Mm. You know what I mean? We do all struggle with body image. um, But the consequences of my body and the shape of it are wildly different than yours. But that also doesn't mean that your experiences with food, disordered eating, body image and whatever aren't there because, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like not a competition, but also it's like this weird, it's not weird, but like this thing where like you do kind of have to speak louder because you're like, Hey, like, I just want you to stop making it feel extra weird, like (laughs) an extra (laughs) thing as a fat person, you know, like I, it's, it's, it's only worse because y'all make it this way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> we are all experiencing this thing and it's only, it's only more of a problem <laughs> because other people make it more of a problem. Well, and, I, and it's know? like, there's some, some pretty steady data that was like, okay, if someone like me is going in cause I've lost 10 pounds mm-hmm. and suddenly I'm a hundred pounds, you know, well, I've gained a lot of weight since in the last three years, but, but, um, like I used to be super skinny and it was very clear that I probably had some disordered eating. Mm. Yeah, I, you or someone brings me in and talks about how much they care about me and whatever. Uh-huh. If you're a plus size or fat size person who loses weight pretty rapidly. Oh my God. Totally different. Totally different. Experience. It's like, it's been this super weird thing recently. Um, so a bit about like where I'm at right now. I've always been fat. I've always been like a, a chubby kid and you know, have had many different uh, relationships with my body over the years, as I'm sure is very normal and very regular. Um, But right now, you know, I gained a shit ton of pandemic weight, as most people did. Um, And then I also, like, wasn't moving. I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't exercising, which 
my relationship with exercise has been complicated, but also relatively like, okay, because I didn't really exercise. And then I came to it in a way that did seem relatively healthy because I was like, oh, I'm coming to this out of love. Right. Sure. But it became difficult to do once the pandemic happened for obviously multitudes of reasons. Right. Um, And now, so I was, and I also was in a relationship that was emotionally challenging and complicated and heavy. And so I was eating a lot. We both were eating a lot. It was just like very like, Mm. there was a lot of weight gain from that. So it was like within the span of a couple months, I got a personal trainer, which I don't have anymore, but I had like an exercise thing. I got on medication for my ADHD, which is an appetite suppressant. Mm. And I left the relationship where there was a lot of eating as coping. Mm. Right. And so recently I've just been shedding weight. When you started that SH, I really thought you were just because I've been shitting. I've been shitting my (laughs) pants every day. No, I've been... Um, no, I've been shedding weight. Like I'm just like losing weight and I'm like not even fucking doing anything. Sure. Like I, I, I left the like exercise program I was in, so I'm not even like really exercising Mm. right now, but it's just been like, I've just like my, all of my clothes don't fit. Like I'm like, you know, and I, and like I said, I work as a model and it's like this super fucking weird thing, you know, with like my body and like the possibilities open more, the smaller I get and like and I do and and it's so weird (laughs) which you know I'm sure a lot of people have experienced this but it's this weird thing where like I actually really love the form that my body's in right now just because I feel like I can move more like it's it's like the little things it's not the fact that I look a certain way but it's the fact like oh my my leg bends a little bit more than it Mm. used to because of like where I'm at right now and it's this weird thing where like I'm getting like these applause like Mm. I'm it's like I'm not from everyone but sometimes it'll be like this, oh, you're looking, like, really good. Like, you're looking really small and really whatever. And, wow, like, you're you're in a different size than you were last time you were here, you know. Um, and it's, like, this weird thing where I'm like, yeah, I do really like my body right now. But then also, like, this weird thing where I'm like, but why do you, why yeah, do you have like, an opinion you. on it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's, like, this, like complicated thing and it has nothing to do with like I don't even know how much I weigh Mm. I don't like you know I know my measurements because I have to know my measurements for work um but it's like this it's just like a fucking weird like like I just don't know how to relate to it sometimes so I just don't I just like don't think about it because like I'm just like I'm existing like at the end of the day like I'm I'm out here hashtag living life and like none of it really matters because I'm I'm like I I honestly I don't think about my body that much. Mm. And that's um, kind of the goal, right? Is just to kind of occupy. I just our, occupy space. Our space is the way that we want to and uh, not have feedback all the time. Exactly. Like, like, I don't think it has to be. I don't get why it's a discussion unless it feels like there's like, it, like, unless there's like harm there. Like you're actually like harming yourself, which, you know, a lot of people who are like anti-fat and fat phobic are like i am trying to help you like yeah you're fucking not you know yeah and there's just a lot of (laughs) um recent learning about how the like helping part of diet culture is not nearly as helpful as people try to make it sound so like all the healthism talking about it is is a lot um it's coming to light how not about health it is oh (laughs) my yeah yeah. it it almost never is unless like literally unless it was someone who at one point was 
one weight and you're like, okay, they're emotional, like they're unhappy mm. and they're not living life. Like yeah. that's for me where I'm like, mm, maybe we should, it's not even about the weight. It's about the emotional yeah. relationship to your life. And like, that's when I'd be like, Hey, you doing all right, pal? You know? Yeah. Um, I, I think I was very restrictive both with exercise and with eating yeah. for my entire life. And obviously this comes with a caveat that like I in a straight sized body and one that was particularly small mm-hmm. and perhaps allowed to gain weight and have people congratulate it, which, mm. which is like a whole different, That's just a like, different just experience. like I get yeah. concerned when I get too skinny, right. I get celeb- celebration when I like start eating more or gaining right. weight. And so, um, it is one of those things, but I think the thing that can be relatable for both of us is that, um, I was doing the things I needed to do to get through a really difficult time in this country. And Mm -hmm. the fact that it was reflected in the fact that I was no longer, you know, constantly thinking about the discipline I was missing Mm. is actually quite good. My, my, my body was like, you don't need to add this layer to whatever's going on. Yeah. And this is not a problem for this today. This is not something that you, and it maybe is not a problem at all. And maybe this is just right. like an awareness that you don't need to weigh this to be happy. Mm-hmm. And so it is, I mean, I did start to be like, okay, I kind of want to be better at tennis again so that I can right. perform these things that I'm used to performing um, yeah. or rock climbing. Right. I mean, I think that like what's been really helpful and beautiful for me with my relationship with my body and my weight and whatever has really um I've just started like I try to only think about like the cause and effect as opposed to like the actual thing right it's like I'm to explain (laughs) (laughs) I know your face like what colon (laughs) yes colon um I try not to think about like exercise equal healthy or like Mm -hmm. exercise equal weight loss loss it's like Exercise equal ability to uh, go on that hike with my friend. Yeah, totally. Exercise equal, like, my back doesn't hurt as much. Sure. And then I can live a bit more, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, it's like, instead of, like, it, like I don't give a fuck what anyone's bodies look like. And I don't think anyone should ever, like, it. none of it matters. I don't get, it's so fucking weird to We're me. We're going to die. We're literally going <laughs> to die. And, and also, it's just like, it, it you know... <laughs> I like sometimes I just get into these phases where I'm just like nothing matters who cares you know kind of thing but like quite literally like you know it's all it's all fucking created Mm -hmm. like an ideal body shape is just like is just like a a created idea it's it's trendy it's always trendy it's trendy none of it's realistic none of it's none of it's important right um and it, it's not that it doesn't impact people because obviously it does society. Right. We live in a hashtag. We live in a society. Um, so all of these things are impactful. But when I start really thinking, I'm like, it's it, none of it's fucking real. Like we, we are born and we encompass these physical forms. And this is just what mine looks like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that the, that what should be discussed is like, are you happy? Are you feeling at home? Are you feeling um, comfortable? Are you feeling like capable? Mm. Like those are the things that bother, that concern me about a person and their body. You know, when I think about loving people, Mm -hmm. but not like how much do you weigh? What are your measurements? Yeah. And even, (laughs) even saying capable too could be, um, you know, 
could be limiting in terms of like able-bodiedness right and so that's true yeah that's a very good point um so even that has like a bit of a bitter bitter pill to it which is like we really do value sometimes the things that we mm. look like, the things we can wear, the things we weigh, uh-huh. certain tasks we can perform. Right. And, um, yeah, I think it's just, like, you have to just think about what is it that my soul, and this is one of those things where it's, like, we don't know how to define a soul, but for some reason right. I can tell when I'm connected to it physically and when mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah. Um, which feels an awful lot like, not to bring us back around the bend, but... no. Feels a lot like Steven Universe. Yes, I was gonna say we're circling back. We're circling back. Where I'm getting this sense that the gem. So he can't. He calls it forth when he's so happy. He's eating. He finds Mm -hmm. these these ice creams in his own freezer. He's he's stoked. He suddenly experiences a gem glow for the first time, and then he does not experience it again. And he thinks he can call it forth during this battle of this bigger monster that the centropod. Centipedal. Thank you. Yes. Centipedal that we deal with. And I think I, I am sensing a foreshadowing of it has something to do with authenticity and mm-hmm. like acknowledgement of the, the inner. Living in the truth. Yes. yes. So so to bring it back to that, which is these are the goals of being humans and bodies. Is yes. Like, okay. Let's we're I think this show is going to be about very much that. Yes. Um. Yeah. The gem. The the thing about this show is that everyone that's like everyone's the show is very much about connecting with your inner self as you were just saying it's very much about finding your truth and um i think that's why this show has been so important to me as i'm working on finding my truth because you get to see the process of a lot of all these characters kind of like learning what their truth is and embracing it and you know like steven eats this cookie cat that is such a goofy special interest thing he's very much like lit up and excited about this cookie ice cream that he's like in such joy like he's in he's like so wholly himself in that moment and so like in his own power and in his own like happiness that like it's transformative, you know? And um, I think that a lot of the journey that he's on is, like, learning to live in that. Mm. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of other things that come up as well. Um, but, and I think he's very good at it already. But Yeah, it seems like, like it. I was, I was going to say, he seems very, very ready to like the things he likes. Right, he's yeah. ready for it. Um, but I think that, you know, just, like, uh oh my goodness i'm feeling so bad this is like this happens to me sometimes where like i i saw this i know that i'm going off topic for a second but i saw this tiktok or like someone no, i was talking to someone about the idea that like when you have adhd like you can see all the words that need to get said but it's really hard to like put totally. them in a sentence yeah i hear that <laughs> that's like what i'm experiencing right now um but that's literally what i was writing down like going back to the cookie cat thing like it's very much like he's trying to connect to his inner power and you see these moments where he's trying to force it. Mm-hmm. He's trying to force this thing um, like for other people, like wanting to like be a part of something, like wanting to, um, like I love when he's trying to like recreate. Yeah, totally. Like he's, this, he this experience yeah, exactly. again. And it's like, it wasn't the cookie cat. It was like 
it was the feeling mm. that mm. was as a result of yeah. the cookie cat. No, this is making me going to watch it. Making me gonna. It's gonna make I me go that. watch it again. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It, I want to watch it again to to spot for that because uh, what I loved about the first episode is it does not end in him mastering his gem power. No, it does not end in him. Um, you know, you think it's set up for like, oh, I'm doing it for my loved ones because they're in danger, right? And you think that's how it's gonna end, and that's not how it ends. Yeah. So he does not. It is not simply. I don't know. I liked that. What what you'll learn is that there's never a mastery mm. to be had. Mm. Like I think that there is within the show um you see that I mean it's it's giving very much like therapy. Like what my <laughs> it's therapy, giving therapy. It's giving therapy. Um something that my therapist said a while ago when I was talking about healing and growth is that like healing and growth are like a mountain. Mm-hmm. I feel like I said this when we were uh, talking and I about. Have, I have shared it with so many yes, people. Yes, it's like a mountain. So it's wider at the bottom mm-hmm. and narrower at the top. But the reality is that you're always circling the same problems, mm-hmm. just that your ability to work through them gets faster, mm-hmm. right, as you go up the mountain. There's never a, a process where you're not you're not working through the same problems. It just gets a little bit easier to deal with. And I think that um, in the show... Like, he's, like, at the beginning of this, like, new, this new problem that is connected to a lot of different things. Yeah. And um, he is very much learning that, like, okay, I, you know, like, like, and, and what I love is he's, got, like, got the willingness. He's, yes. like, ready to take on the challenge. Yeah. You know, um, but, oops. But yeah, it's very much like this idea that he's like learning to connect yeah. with that inner with that inner power, with that inner thing. But I do think that like the lack of of hard and fast rule of mastery as evidenced by the gems different approaches to mm. this is like it's there and I appreciate it because we are so often spoon-fed such wrapped up stories yes. and it's just so rarely how it goes. Yes, and you'll see as you continue to watch even all the way through to um, the the season that happens post the time frame of the first four seasons, mm. um, Steven Universe Future, um, that it's 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 never wrapped up. Mm. Like it's never like that process is never complete. Um, and I think that that's honestly the mistake when you get to Steven U- Universe Future. That Steven makes, which is, which is a dun, dun, dun. I know. Oh my God. I have to wait years for this. <laughs> no, you just have to fly through the <laughs> yeah, entire, no. Um, I'm kind of liking only knowing one thing at a time though. I'm enjoying yeah. my, my, um, not knowing and you being like sitting here like, <gasps> no, I'm enjoying the things that I don't know. And I'm yeah. enjoying the way that you know, things that I don't know. Yeah. I'm enjoying like whether the foreshadow is feeling spot on to you or not. Yeah. 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 Um, oops, oh my goodness. Um, what was I, I was going to say. Yeah, so no, it does, it does come back up. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just like, when you're thinking about, just to like maybe close this out, thinking about like therapy, because I'm always thinking about therapy. Um, it's very funny to me, because sometimes I'm just like, I want to be healed. Like, I want to be done with like learning from this problem. Like, I want to be, um, done with my growth or no longer like I just want to be better now you know totally um 
and like I've done so much work and I was I was I was you know like a couple months ago I wasn't making the same mistake that I made like a couple years ago and I thought I was getting better um but you're always learning you're always growing you're always like it's funny to me when I talk to people who are starting therapy they're just like yeah I can't wait to no longer do this thing like I'm ready to heal I'm ready to be different and I'm just like yeah, I'll talk to you in a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you'll learn that that's literally impossible. And we and I have both said to our to each other and to ourselves, like, I know that, and I know that's not how it works. And yet, as I approach my own growth, I'm like, but I did all the work. Oh, but like, I want to be better. I, like, I am better, right? And I'm still <laughs> well. And you are. I mean, better being better, subjective. Yeah. But yeah, like yes, there has been growth there, but that doesn't mean you're done. Even though you no, want to be, I want to be, and I. But I even now I'm dealing with just a different manifestation of my abandonment issues, and like, Oof. oh my god! Now, now for the first time in my life, I'm in a partnership, and so I'm like, oh, I still have the abandonment issues. They manifest now very differently when I'm in a committed relationship with. Right, you know, they're just a just different flavor. Different flavor just of the same fucking thing, just, but I yeah. am able to communicate a little better, and I'm able to. So anyway, mount, yeah. the mountain before I've already employed many times. Yeah, to many people. So thank you to my therapist. Your therapist again. Um, the episode started with shout out Hillary. The episode will end with shout out Hillary. And thank you, Hillary. Um, uh, thank you, Hillary. Um, but yeah, no, I think this podcast is going to be one of those things where. This is a mountain that I have been circling. Like this this relationship with my creativity, mm-hmm. this relationship with doing the things that I want to do with my life and having a hard time doing them. Totally. And um so, you know, to the listeners, like I you are a part of this journey now. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to this journey. I cannot I I will not and cannot promise anything. We won't. And I think that's okay because I think that Honestly, the way we as a as a hashtag capitalist society um, expect like consistency oh, and like yeah like all of these things that are kind of inhuman because people are ever changing and mm-hmm. ever needing different things. Um, and I'm just trying to learn to like accept that. And I've noticed that through my acceptance of like how I am, better things come from it. So, amen to that. I hope that you know. I, I want to continue this. I had a great time too. today. And I love this show, so I can always watch the show and talk about this show. Um, but, like, we'll see how this goes. See you maybe. Format, format will probably know. change. Yeah, we don't know. Things will change. And um, I appreciate in advance for you, the listener, being open to that that journey. We're on a journey. And providing any sort of conversation that you want to engage in absolutely yeah absolutely um and with that with that yeah give us give me your thoughts listeners tell me what you thought of this tips questions anything that you're like oh i but if the tip is you have to close the window before you record we we know yeah we knew that one already we figured that one out halfway through well not like like 90 percent. so thanks for we know yeah we don't like Nothing redundant. Yeah, seriously. Like, just save, like, your thumbs and your fingers, your little thingies. Like, don't waste the energy, like, the literal physical force. Like, I don't, we don't need to know the redundant thing. No, No, we know. We know that. Um, (laughs) But anything constructive, (laughs) anything constructive, um, (laughs) we want to hear it. bearing our souls. Be nice to us. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary to be vulnerable and then put that out to the world. Oh, yeah. So, 
Compassion is required if you'd like to be a part of this community. Agreed. Yeah. That is the one rule. Number one rule, compassion. Number one rule, we are being compassionate. Okay, I guess, and respectful. That's... Still make it one rule. That's one rule. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, great. Glad everyone's... Just like Steven. Yeah, you didn't know that that was the rule um, upon beginning this listening process, but now you know at the end of the episode. Yeah, so so. it's safe. safe. Yeah, there you go. So if you want to listen to episode two, um, just know that that's... What? I said beg us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, I, I actually would love for you to beg because that would make me feel more inclined to do it. Um, I really love praise. <laughs> me too. I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for praise because trauma. Um, Word. But anyway, and on that note. And on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you again. Mm, not the right word. We'll, we'll be here. We'll be back. We'll be back. At some point. And yeah. <laughs>